welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2022 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. This year, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell your nail technician, that kid you crushed on in middle school, and all your favorite Rue girls from around the globe. And I repeat, tell everyone. Oh, and while you're at it, visit my Instagram and click the link tree to find out how you can help fund our adventure to London to cover DragCon UK. Your donation might get you an exclusive Block Talk pin. How cool is that? And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. After slaying the runway on the second season of Canada's Drag Race, this queen has been taking over the world. Whether she's tooting her booty looks on the International Fashion Photo Review or bringing the drag version of Encanto to the masses, she is on a roll and can't be stopped. It's the brilliant Adriana. How are you? Hola, bonjour. Hi, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing so well. Now, listeners, uh, I met Adriana at DragCon LA a couple months ago, um, and she was super sweet then. And I was like, you know what? I need her back. I need. I, we need to hear the full story. Um, so I'm so honored to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you, and you were so sweet too. Thank you for coming to my booth. Did you like it? Of course. It? Oh, it was gorgeous. You had one of my favorite booths. It was so well done. Um, Thank you. There, there are definitely queens who who take it a little easier and just like put a chair, and, and that's that's fine. Um, but you went all out. You were like, this is going to be a moment. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this again. So I better yeah. go with 100% with everything I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's kind of crazy because like in the past, DragCon was always like, everyone's going to be there every single year because there's just a limited amount of queens. Since um, we came back, the, the family's grown. <laughs> I mean, there was, what, two years without DragCon? And yeah. in those two years were like, a hundred seasons including mine Early. so it was like Literally. everyone that didn't do uh dragon for two years was was there and it was incredible mm-hmm. to see all these faces that i know from tv and yeah. i was being like oh my god i'm part of it <laughs> absolutely and i'm hoping fingers crossed i've put in my request for credentials for dragon uk hopefully i'll get out to london in january to see most of the international queens They're, it's mostly an international dragon for that one it is. Oh my god! I don't know yet if I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see, yeah. but I'm definitely not going with my whole jungle this time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I'm very excited for the listeners to learn a little bit about you that we l- didn't get to see on the show. So, let's start from the beginning. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. I am from. I don't know if I said it enough in the in the show, but I'm from Colombia. And, and you officially I'm, were the first Colombian queen. Any drag race. On any drag race. Can you imagine? It's, inc- it's insane. Yeah, but I mean, I, I feel that like representation is so important right now mm-hmm. for everyone. Now that uh, drag is so much more uh, for, like, uh, like, they're on VH1, mm-hmm. on MTV, winning 
all the awards possible. So it's the moment to have all the representation that we can, Absolutely. We can on the TV. Now, and what were you I like? I never had, oh, sorry. You go, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and I never had anyone like from the LGBTQ2S plus community uh, to look for kind of right. when I was growing up. So being that person right now, it's just insane. Now, growing up in Colombia, what kind, what kind of child were you? Um, I was, I was a, a good boy until maybe 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned into discovering myself and mm-hmm. um, hiding it from my family because they were all Catholic. And uh, there was a lot of... Uh, prejudice I don't know how to say that in English when I was growing up from different communities coming from mostly my grandpa that I still love but that later I kind of realized that oh my god I was growing up in this environment and I'm glad that um, just I didn't have the same values Mm. but those were not the only values that my family had of course so yeah there was positive and negative but I still feel that I was a a good I mean if, if I had myself I would be like okay I'm gonna take care of you until 12 and then go to camp yeah. <laughs> um what, what were some of your hobbies as a kid um I used to read a lot mm-hmm. I am someone that is a lot in my head so reading was definitely my drug it was just I could start one book and just forget about eating and just read yeah. the whole thing in one day um I <laughs> My fa- my grandfather grandparents were always asking me to go out and play with my friends and all that, and I've al- always been like a lonely kind of wolf, so it was hard for me to just go out and meet new people. And being a all male school, I felt mm-hmm. that um, I didn't have a lot of in common with the other the other guys that I was with it was always like sports and girls and I was like oh pink (laughs) (laughs) so no football for you oh my god no no (laughs) and if I didn't practice that that sport people were like oh you're gay and I didn't even know that I was gay and at that time you know so it's like everyone else knew before I did and then one day Mm -hmm. I was like oh you were right (laughs) so what brought you to Canada it was so uh, a very quick story. Uh, when mm-hmm. I was 11, my mom moved to the U.S. Uh, by herself to try to find a, a better life. And because there's a lot of people in Colombia, so jobs are well, more sure. difficult to have. So she went there, but her documents got expired there. Mine got expired in my country. My father was an asshole and didn't want to sign me to go out. So I spent five years without her. And then she made a Quebecois in Florida and they got married and they moved here to Canada. And then they brought me here because it was so much easier than moving to the U S I mean, we spent literally five years apart and I couldn't visit, she couldn't visit. So yeah, things were just much easier in all the document things here in Canada. What was the, what was the hardest part adjusting to a new life in a new country? The first time that I came here, I hated it. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not staying here. I'm going back. And my mom sent me back to Colombia with my grandparents that I lived with while we were apart. 
mm-hmm. and but it, it was not the best idea because I was like my rebel kind of sure. face and so I lasted there like five months and my mom was like okay you know you have to come back here and I hated winter I hated everyone uh speaking a different language that I did that I could not make myself uh, understood because it was only in French Mm -hmm. Uh, the village that I moved to because it was not a city it was a village it was Mm -hmm. very it was not very diverse so in my school uh, there was like two POC in the whole whole school including me so when I walked by uh, a classroom people were like staring at me and it kind of felt weird but I never felt any racism or any discrimination or anything Mm -hmm. so yeah that was it was kind of getting used to moving to Whoville (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was very weird but I got used to it and I I, I think that's the best way that I got to learn French Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the choice right I want to meet people so you learn French first when did you have to start learning English or did it come hand in hand um, so, uh, there's always been a part of my family that's been in the U S mm-hmm. so that's why I was always like in an English concentration kind of thing at school. Sure. Um, but it's not the same that living in some somewhere and just learning the language and everything. I mean, I know the grammar and all that, but mm-hmm. it's not like practicing every day. So when I got here, I knew a little bit of it. But no, when I went to a French environment, it was just like French, 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 and I could not mm-hmm. practice any English. Then I got to start when I moved out to Quebec, a little bit of English, and I kind of recovered it a little bit, but not as sure. fluent as it was. Let's talk about when drag entered your, entered your life. How did it come to be? Um. I did. I never thought about doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that it existed until the first time that I went out to a bar. Let's mm-hmm. say that I was a- eighteen. Sure, of course, think. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and one day I started dancing. I was dancing on a dance floor, and this guy came to me and he was like, "Oh, you dance really well. Do you want to dance for drags?" And I was like, "Um." They do that? Okay, <laughs> I can do this. So I tried it and I did it for a couple of years, four years kind of, but I had a lot of concepts in my head and a lot of mm. looks that I wanted to uh, make and everything. And the tracks that I was dancing with, they it was not their style. So I tried I tried it. I was like, okay, I'm going to try it for once. And uh, um, this is going to last a year. And then oh, six years later, here I am. There it is. Let's talk about the origin story of your drag name. How did it come to be? So my first name was Nada Adriana. My mm-hmm. first name was uh, Megan Cox. And okay. um, I wanted to be part of a drag family. And like the grandma of that family was like, I'm not going to accept you if you have that name. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. And she, she was like, okay, uh, what's your mom's name? And I was like, oh. Adriana she, she was like oh well, that's a very pretty and sexy name and I was like oh yeah it is but it, isn't it weird to have my mom's name and then I thought okay who's my mom what does that name uh, represent to me and I was like okay this is like a uh, huge hair huge boobs Latina mm-hmm. <laughs> and that she just said whatever she wanted to super outgoing kind of a 
another person that I was not. So yeah, it kind of started like that. And then it just went, uh, I I started doing concepts and all that. And I separated myself a little bit from the Latina that I still Mm. do a little bit, but it's not my main character, but I kept the name because I think it's lovely. Yeah, it's a very beautiful name. Now, how would you describe Adriana in three words? Um, I would say sexy, mm-hmm. sensual, and conceptual. <laughs> Love that. How long does it yeah. take to transform into Adriana? It takes me two hours to full mug and dress. Mm-hmm. Two hours, Did you- three hours if I want to be comfortable and have a drink. Yeah, so do you have any other traditions besides having a drink as you get ready? Um, I really have to have like my own space and mm. have my music and just take my time, uh, look at myself a lot in the mirror, not not only when I'm drawing, but like when I see myself and I'm like, mm, and start doing little noises <laughs> just to feel the character come out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's about it. I'm sure uh, getting ready on Drag Race is a little different than how you would normally get ready. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, let's paint. Okay, talk about your traumas. Okay, good. <laughs> I had some some traumas too. Let's keep painting. And then, oh, this is a big trauma. So we, we talk a, a lot about this. And then you just don't see the time going. And then mm-hmm. you realize that you have like 30 minutes left. And you're like, okay, let's do what, whatever we can. But no, I, I loved it being with other people and being rushed all the time. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. This past week on Drag Race Down Under was really the first time we've gotten a little bit of the behind the scenes of the painting process when uh, Yuri had to be at the hospital and had to get ready as the challenge was going on. Um, oh my so God, I got- didn't see this yeah. episode, but what? <laughs> yeah, because she had an eye infection. Um, so they started the challenge while she was backstage painting. Oh my God. Okay, so that's the part that I kind of miss of the first season of Drag mm-hmm. Race. Um, seeing a little bit more of, you know, you know, sometimes we saw them in their hotel rooms. Sometimes yeah. uh, we saw like the outdoor challenges and all that just like kind of change. I, I the agree. That we always see. I, I've always said that what I love about the international seasons is the untucked is included within the episode. So we only get what's important within yeah. those episodes as much mm-hmm. as we all loved all-star seven maybe those untucked were a little too fluffy for yeah. what we wanted um yeah. what if you if, if we really want drama the show should really be like okay let them all mm-hmm. live together and we'll, yeah. that's oh the God, untucked yeah. make it like big brother uh, <laughs> behind the scenes i am talking about big brother drag drag race like, oh it'd be for brilliant years for are you a fan years. are you a fan of uh Canada's big brother um, I watched the celebrity one from Quebec. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Canada, Canada. Because mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of TV, to be honest. That's fair. <laughs> but in the celebrity, because uh, Rita Baga was in there. Of course. So I was like, okay, let's get into this. And then I saw uh, the Australian and uh, a couple, like one or two seasons of the American one. And I was like, oh, so yeah. this is my kind of game <laughs> yeah it, it's it's honestly my dream show i that's the game show i would want to be on more than yeah. anything in the world i love it so much oh my god yes i would have so much fun doing that and just like 
getting rid of everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as I love Survivor, I need the air conditioning. I I, I need yeah, to no. not sweat. I'm not I'm not doing Survivor. Um, no, no bugs and not comfortable. No, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Yep. So, what is some of your favorite makeup products? If if someone wants to do the Adriana look, what products should they be buying? I love fancy the fancy concealer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel that uh, finally there's a brand that it's totally inclusive because all the shapes that they mm-hmm. have, like I can, I am very into details and I, of course, I don't use the same shade under my eyes that I do on my beard or on my forehead. Sure. So um, I just feel that it's so much easier with that and it covers everything. There's no pores. I'm like filter. And I wish I had. I wish I had that when I was on TV because that's when you need the filter. <laughs> <laughs> right. The HD gets everything. Yeah, but definitely, definitely that. And now I just saw, I, I, I don't know if you saw on TikTok, there's the House of Lab um, red lipstick mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. glossy, but it doesn't yeah. move. Oh, like, we love that. What? Finally, I can stop dick and keep my lipstick on. <laughs> Now, let's say if Lady Gaga came to you and said, Adriana, I want to make a palette inspired by you. What colors mm-hmm. would be included? Um, lots of pink, mm-hmm. lots of red, a little bit of yellow. And yeah, I think warm colors, yeah. including pink. Is pink warm? Yeah, I think pink's a warm color. It's, it's, a, it's a, yeah. in the red family. Yeah. So yeah, warm colors. I love that. Sexy. Yeah. Who were some of the first people that helped you out on your drag journey? The first people that helped me out was my partner. Mm-hmm. He loves drag too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been like he's been working for uh, the gay club in, in Quebec City for more than fourteen years, something like that. So when That's I met amazing. him, he already knew drag, and we have the same uh, standards of beauty, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he helped me a lot with um, the outfit and how I look and everything. Um, and he's always like pushing me to do something else that I want him doing already. Yeah. And other than that, I would say my grand, my drag, official drag grandma, because mm-hmm. uh, she was very polished. She was very showgirl and all that. So I kind of saw her as, oh, yeah, I want to be kind of like that. But of course, putting my own colors in it. Absolutely. Um, we obviously on the show got to hear a little bit about you and your partner's relationship and how you work together um, creatively, which was really amazing. Did you have like his voice in your head while you were on the show? Oh, no. I had no? a lot of voices in my head already <laughs> to have someone else in. I was like, okay, no, you have to survive this. You're not, you don't know if you're going to do this ever again. I mean, there's mm-hmm. also, but you cannot audition or anything. It's it depends on them and it depends right. on what you show on that first opportunity that they give you. So yeah, it was just like, how am, am I going to make this work? That, that mm-hmm. was the, the main voice in my head. Absolutely. And until the last episode, there was this little voice that was like, so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I like, imagine. okay, yeah, no, that was a lot. So when it comes to inspiration in drag, who are some of your idols whether they are drag queens drag kings or just other people who who inspires you um i love so having valentina uh as mm-hmm. a latina that 
found this kind of vintage uh, chic Latina vibe that I love in my dress too. It, it was just like so inspiring to see that and how polished she was and everything. Um, makeup wise, uh, career wise, I would say uh, Miss Ting and mm-hmm. Violet Chachki because they, yeah. they, they're not just big in the drag community, but also in fashion and burlesque. So yeah, it's like, I love the drag community and everything, but I've just seen it as a way to get somewhere else to, sure. because it is like, we know all of us and all, all that, but when the rest of, of the world knows someone that comes out from this world, it's mm-hmm. just, it's like a higher level of achievement that I, I want to have one day. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure nowadays when um, Queen's auditioned for the show, you have other ambitions. You're like, this is a nice launching pad for what I can mm-hmm. do. Yeah, and that's, that's the hardest thing is what am I going to do with this platform that's been given to me? Absolutely. Now, I want we'll, we'll save the drag race looks for a little later, but when you put a look together for a regular show, what is the process? How do you decide this is the look for the night? Oh, it, it depends. If I'm doing just like a pop kind of song, mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of Pinterest and I get inspired a lot by designers and um, also by illustrators. Mm-hmm. I love seeing how a, a fake character can be like so fierce. Yeah. So I try to inspire myself a lot in that. I love all the uh, different phenomena. I don't know how to say that. Phenomena in the na- mm-hmm. nature. So yeah. all the all the mix of colors and all that. It's yeah. It's kind of if I smoke like a whole joint and just let myself be like, okay, which colors are gonna look good together? What can uh, make my my shape look better? Mm-hmm. And yeah, if I'm doing like a Britney, I cannot do a Britney with like red hair. So, sure, sure, yeah, sure. I have to be blonde. Uh, but yeah, everything is just, I'm very into details. So every detail mm-hmm. is just thought of. And I think that, that the judges in, in Drag Race, they saw that too. It was like every little thing was on display. And I think you have a really um, beautiful silhouette because you know how to use your body and it's still sexual without needing to show skin. Because there are yeah, a lot of exactly. queens out there who are like, I have to show skin. That's how I'm sexy. You're just able to do it with the shape of your body. And I think that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. You don't have to show everything. You have to make yeah. the people desire you. <laughs> exactly. Be a little tease. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite collaborators when you um, have looks to be created? Um, so I just met this one, VS Designs, uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram. Uh, the outfit that she pulled together in 24 hours because another designer just dropped. Um, it was incredible. She was she made the, like this Christina Aguilera inspired uh, red outfit. Mm-hmm, I am mm-hmm. obsessed with it. Um, I love Domino Couture too. Absolutely, we that, love it. Yeah, she just won an Emmy, I think. For, yes, she did. Uh, she did for uh, We're Here. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm wearing her. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of crazy because I obviously being in the New York scene, I've known of Domino for a very long time when she would mm-hmm. do 
all the local queens who then, you know, made it to Drag Race. So yeah. Domino's become a big name now. That is incredible. Uh, Montoya is one mm-hmm. day I have to work with them. And my promo and my finale look, they were made by the incredible Monique, mm-hmm. who is a Latina too. So we just made them. Yeah. And she works together with Red Agile. Right. That makes incredible feathers. So I felt like, mm-hmm. like for the finale, it was like my Latina fantasy. And for the promo, it was like my fantasy, fantasy kind of vibe, yeah. like showgirl, but from like a video game kind of yeah. candy game. <laughs> well, with the, all the feathers, they must have been inspired by you for this season three promo look. I mean, I, th- <laughs> there was other people who inspired. It was birds. So we saw, <laughs> we saw some birds thing happening during my season <laughs> we sure did <laughs> let's talk about canadian drag what sets canadian drag apart from drag anywhere else in the world um, it is very different because um first so in canada we have like english canada and then mm-hmm. the french part quebec right. and just these two they're so different from each other um, we didn't have the tip culture until like COVID hit, and sure. it was because queens were like, "Hey, this is a hard, these are some hard times." So can, and people started giving, but mm-hmm. it's not. I feel that it's not uh, as appreciated as in the English part of the of the country, mm-hmm. and it is like Canadians love it, but he, the drag culture in the U.S. it is just it, it's like goddesses they see them like yeah. the, this pop stars kind of that mm-hmm. i wish more people saw that here in canada because here we're such a good performers we're like doing eight numbers one night for like the pay that uh one number would would be worth us so we're used to pleasing the the, the people to to be close to them to interact with them and not only be like okay i'm doing my song and i'm gonna walk around and just collect right. what i'm worth you know yeah, <laughs> without being it, shady <laughs> yeah it, it's it's even for me in in america um going from being in new york and seeing a lot of the shows are one or two people for an entire hour hour and a half maybe two hours sometimes and then going out into LA during DragCon, it was like, here's a cast of 15 people. They're doing the one number each. They're going to take their oh, money yeah, and yeah. that's it. That's like, it. Okay. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And, and there's something that I don't know if uh, there's something like that in the US, but here, what I love, my passion in drag is producing shows. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, like musicals and like this huge kind of festival vibey uh shows that we can go uh like an homage to pop culture an homage yeah. to uh, a century and, and it's we create this thing with huge technique and like right now i'm working on a on a show mm-hmm. that is uh, based on encanto the movie from this perfect segue let's talk about it yeah <laughs> thank you um yeah so this this movie is the first movie that I feel that represents my culture so well, and it was so well done. And the music was incredible. Um, of course, there's only eight songs. So I was like, okay, what can I do with these eight songs? I, I make my mixes uh, by myself. 
So I created a whole thing with other Latin songs, including mm-hmm. a lot of diversity in my cast and just created the Adriana kind of way and making it like a musical, having outfits that uh, resemble the, 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 the yeah. ones from the movie, but still making them a little bit more drag. And I am so proud of what I made. I'm so proud of the cast. We're uh, presenting it. We did it in Montreal, and now we're doing it in Quebec City on September 1st. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's really, I come from a theater background, so like I appreciate when drag and theater collide, and there are productions like that. Uh, we have a queen here in New York, Heidi Ho, who has um, taken some materials and, and turned them into big productions like she did um, yeah. an entire Scream Queens uh, show oh. where basically did the entire I guess season within like an hour and a half two hours yeah. it was amazing I um, love she, that I am she was working on Clue that. unfortunately COVID shut Clue down but hopefully she'll be able to bring yeah. that back but I yeah. love that and I think Encanto is ripe for the, the material it, it, it's a beautiful story and like you said, it, 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 it's, you're proud of the bit through your culture. So I'm so excited that you're able to share this with the world. Why is it important to tell this story through the art of drag? Um, so it is, for me, it is a way to pay homage to my country, kind of, mm-hmm. and do it, do it in a way that people, because I make it a party. It is, yeah. it is definitely a party. It is a celebration of this whole culture. Um, it was very hard to, to find like a whole Colombian cast, of course, because I being the only Colombian queen that I know uh, mm. here. Um, oh, well, there was an, another one, but definitely not this, the cast. Um, I, I just felt that it was just uh, the good, good thing to do, just show people who haven't watched it. A lot of people came to me after the show and they were like, oh, I didn't watch it and I loved it. And I'm, now I'm gonna watch it. And someone said, I watched it and I love the music. I love the culture, but your show was so much better. I was like, what? No, uh-huh. wait. <laughs> wait, it's different to see it live than on TV. So I am so proud that I'm paying homage to my culture mm-hmm. with a movie that came out very weirdly the same year that I was on Drag Race. <laughs> Yeah, it's very serendipitous. It, it, it happened for a reason. It fell into your lap. Yeah, and it's a children's mm-hmm. movie, kind of. And it's just to show people other outside of drag that, hey, we're not just doing like sexy numbers and all that. It's like accessible for everyone. And that's why I want to present it somewhere else that in a club. I'm, yeah. I'm working on it. We'll see how it works. Um. Now, obviously, you, you're taking on Mirabel and uh, the outfit, the costume is spot on. Um, Thank you. <laughs> did, were you always going to be Mirabel or was there another role that you would have been like, okay, maybe if I wasn't such the big name star, I would take this role as well. Yeah. So <laughs> it's usually I do like the mean girls in, the, in these productions that I make. I don't feel uh, the need to put myself uh, before everyone else. Sure. Um, let's see. We we did Mamma Mia. Oh no, Mamma mm-hmm. Mia was I was Meryl Streep, so <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of in the front. <laughs> but uh, we did Alice in Wonderland, for example, and I was mm-hmm. doing the Queen of Hearts. That oh, she nice. just at the end, and she's this mean bitch that I love playing. Uh, we did Mean Girls too, and I was 
Regina George. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I love playing those, those parts. And I almost played Isabella, that she's kind uh -huh, of the main sketch of the movie. Yeah. But I didn't because I just felt that it was so important that the main character at least was Colombian. Right. And that because right now it, it is, I, I try the most that I could to make it as the other artists that are not Colombian are not doing like cultural appropriation. Right. Um, because it is important for everyone. Absolutely. So that's why I was like, I feel that I have to be in the middle and just like lead the whole thing and play kind of a quirky character that I can be in real life as Daniel. So yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite song from the musical? Uh, it's so hard. I know, um, right? <laughs> I'm not part of it, but I love Perfect Pressure. Mm -hmm. That's a great song. Yeah, but seriously, all of them. I'm like, there's no one song that I would be like, oh, I'm not taking, I'm not putting this one on the show. Like all, all the songs, even uh, Mirabel when she's singing by herself and the fireworks mm -hmm. thing and everything. It was like, how, how am I going to turn this uh, very visual part into a live version? I yeah. tried it and we're having some surprises, some visual effects too. But yeah, surface pressure. And of course, we don't talk about Bruno. It's just of a mix course. of a lot of different music styles. I love it. Yeah. Now, again, I can gush about Encanto because it's honestly one of the best <laughs> films that's come out in very oh long God, time. Yeah. But again, like it, what was so special about the, the movie is how much the creators decided it is going to be for Colombian people. And mm -hmm. almost, I think the entire voice cast is Colombian. Uh, I think um, I not all of it, but a lot of a them. good chunk of them. Yes. And the music also is uh, the the all the music I think is Colombian though, like mm -hmm. uh, Sebastian Yara. Uh, mm -hmm. There's Carlos Vives. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you knew that Maluma was playing mm -hmm. in that movie too. Uh, so it is it is very appropriate of the culture. So we have a stop. In, we've had a stop in Montreal. We're gonna have one in Quebec City. Where else do you want to take the show? Oh, I want to. Around it in all America, I would love to bring it to Colombia. I would yeah. have to make it a little bit more Spanish because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am trying to make it for everyone, so I made it sure. mostly in English. I have a lot of Spanish songs. <laughs> some of the guests um, had some issues learning the lyrics, <laughs> but no, I would love to take it. There's a huge Latin community in the US, so mm -hmm. I would love to travel with that and just show it to all these Latinos because it, it is very Colombian, but Colombia also has a lot of uh, other cultures in it that I feel that uh, even Philippines and all that, they mm -hmm. feel represented in some way by that show. Absolutely. Well, let's make sure everyone sees it and shares it. So make sure we'll, we'll meet, I'll share it on my Instagram. I know a lot of my friends will share it. So I will get it out there. Hey, let's tag the cast as well. Maybe they'll help get it to. Yeah, I know. And now the one in Quebec City, I'm going to film it. So uh, oh, nice. some visuals to kind of sell it. It's much easier than just having a poster, you know? Absolutely. Now let's talk a little bit more about um, Montreal and Quebec City when it comes to drag. Are, are there any differences between the two cities? Between Montreal and Quebec City? 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is the drag community is so much bigger in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was kind of a like this com- competitive vibe between Quebec and Montreal all the time. Uh, oh, Quebec, Quebec queens are like these, Montreal queens are like these. But hey, we're so good. We have so such amazing uh, queens and kings and queers everything uh, in Montreal and in Quebec. I mean, have you seen Lady Boom Boom in season three? Oh, 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 yeah. She is. She she became a fan favorite day one. Yeah, she. I love how we can see her personality because she's like that all the time and yeah. she's such a good performer that spoiler alert i feel that that lip thing could have been much more fire than it mm-hmm. was if she didn't have like the whole blood thing right. going around right. her because she's such an incredible performer i can wait for you all to see what she can mm-hmm. do I, I mean she's been showing that she's a very versatile queen and that's one thing from Montreal and Quebec is that a lot of people do everything <laughs> yeah well Giselle is my winner pick so fingers crossed fingers yes. crossed I'm, I'm a very <laughs> big fan of hers um yeah it, it for me it's really special to not only learn about Canada and the drag scene in Canada through the show but learn about the different areas because watching the american version obviously we know that there are um different styles of drag whether you're in the south and it's the pageant drag or the new york queens mm-hmm. always dominating the season and now the yes. la scene is starting to become the prevalent one but it's really cool to see how um the different cultures within canada come together on canada's drag race yeah there's not like there's not only toronto there's montreal right. there's quebec there's vancouver there's the married teams there's mm-hmm. a lot of drag around Canada and I can wait for other seasons to come out and see more of the eastern side of the country, more yeah. of uh, Saskatchewan that we haven't seen yet, yeah. I think. We, we, th- but, this season is the first time we've we've had a Saskatchewan queen with um, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Chelazon. Uh, Chelazon. Yeah, Chelazon. Yeah, loved her too. It's so sad to see them go. I know. <laughs> Every it's, time. That's what it's so... F- amazing is that the talent is so deep that every week it hurts it hurts when someone yeah. goes yeah i can wait if if they ask me to participate to an all-stars i hope that it's going to be an all-stars like the one that just finished like the all winners and nobody goes home well, i love that i season. i later on i have uh, i have a dream cast for for you that includes you for an all-star okay. season okay we'll, we'll, we'll we'll save that but yeah <laughs> if i'm coming up to quebec and montreal what where do I go? Where am I going for a night out for drag? So if you come to Quebec City, you have to come to Le Drag. It's the only club, but uh, you don't need anything else. It's, they have four sections, four different sections. You have the main the main one that is uh, where all the shows happen. They have a lot of technique, like all the lights that you can imagine. You can, mm-hmm. I, I've already done, you know, in the Super Bowl, Lady Gaga going down oh yeah oh yeah of the i did that uh you can ah, come that's out. so cool yeah you can come out from from the floor because there's a, like a trap uh you have this like whole hallway on one side of the on the of the building where people just come out of doors so it's the perfect place to do a theater uh kind of production yeah. 
plus you have the uh, the discotheque uh, downstairs. You have more like a lounge part. Um, I love it. That's yeah. my home, my home bar. And in Montreal, you have to go, of course, to the very iconic Madou, Cabaret Madou, mm-hmm. that I think people know. And a lot of people travel from around the country to just come see a show there. Every It is very fun. It is more like a, a cabaret kind of style. Mm-hmm. But it's so much fun. And the queens are incredible. Yeah, I mean, the only time I've ever been to Canada was uh, Toronto 22 years ago. So I think I need to come up and, and take a little trip to Quebec yes. and Montreal. Well, Quebec City Pride is on the first week of, of September. You're still All welcome. Right. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can make that happen. We're going to play a little game called This or That. I'm going to give you two options, and you have to pick which one you prefer. Okay, let's play. Day or night? Night. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Oh my God. Coffee. Yes. <laughs> uh, breakfast or dinner? I would eat breakfast every moment of the, <laughs> Me too. Of the day. I love Me it. Me too. Los Angeles or New York? Ah! Oh my God. Oh, I love New York, but I fell in love with Los Angeles when I went to yeah. drive on. I love that. Montreal or Quebec City? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, even if I come from Quebec City and if it's the most beautiful city that I've seen in Canada, Montreal has everything. Like mm-hmm. you can do everything every week. There's something different. So Montreal. Will Byers or Mike Wheeler? Will Byers or Mike? Oh, um, well, <laughs> Dustin or Lucas? <gasps> Lucas. Jonathan or Steve? Who should Nancy pick? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Steve? Uh... Yeah. It's the <laughs> right answer. David yeah, okay. Rose or Alexis Rose? Sorry, you cut. David you... Rose or Alexis Rose? Oh my God. Um... Ah! David. Johnny or Moira? Moira, 100%. And finally, Coco or Encanto? Oh my God. Encanto. But Coco. I know, both great movies, but Encanto is so good. Yeah. I love to go behind the music and learn what my guest's signature number is. What is your signature number and how to become your go-to number? My signature number, I would say, is the queen of heart that i was talking oh, nice. about it is a mix of r&b that i love a uh, mix of dancing uh being a bad bitch wearing full uh, uh latex mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the sexy and fierce vibes that i have in different numbers all put together yeah oh i love that is there a video of it because i want to see it i'm sure there it's somewhere is. there is cool. i want to see it. yeah I'll have to see it. <laughs> now, I know you're a big Lady Gaga fan. Do you have a mm-hmm. favorite Gaga song to perform? Um, so that's the thing. Is that I'm such a big fan of hers that mm-hmm. I feel like I put myself like some pressure because I want to be like perfect when I do her. Yeah. Um, kind of when I did 
Sophia Vergara, I put so much pressure on myself, but it was, it just didn't end well. But I would say Lady Gaga, <laughs> the whole Art Pop album. Okay. All right. Yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I um, went at, during DragCon, um, I went to Showgirls and uh, OCN had done an entire uh, Chromatica medley. And I was like, how is oh, this yeah. going to end? It was so good. Yeah, 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 Chromatica. Oh my God, no, it, it's so hard to say just one song from Lady Gaga. Know, she really is a chameleon. Mm-hmm. She, she's incredible. Uh, I am not one of the privileged few who got to see the Chromatica Ball. I'm still very devastated that I haven't been to see it. I've never no. seen Gaga perform live, so I, I'm sad. And because I, I, I feel like she may not be going on tour ever again, like in this yeah. capacity. But maybe a Vegas residency. I'll go to Vegas to see her. Yeah, I, I wanted to go to her Vegas residency. It was just like all the COVID and everything happened. Right. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I right. seen her. I seen her five times now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, lucky you! So good, and I always get on the front, and I'm like, imagine that she sings to me. <laughs> yeah. So now being in the the Quebec area, the French Canadian diva is Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite Celine songs? Oh, am I gonna get discredited if I say that I don't? I'm oh, not no. a fan of Celine okay, Dion. That's, okay. that's fair. That's fair. Um, she was the very last concert I saw prior to COVID. It's very likely I got COVID at her concert. I'm not not uh, positive, but I I, yeah. I I do enjoy Miss Celine Dion. So- so that's one thing. If I see her live, I'm sure that I'm going to fall in love with her mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, her music is very touching and very well uh, written and her mm-hmm. voice is, is very good. But I, I feel that her voice live is, I'm going to appreciate it more live Absolutely. than I Absolutely. do in their songs. What I would say is what's shocking is she sounds like she does on the album. That's how good her voice is. She's oh my that God. good. Okay, yeah. Like well, her and Adele. I would love to hear Adele mm-hmm. live. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, music is universal and it brings people together and helps give a little insight on a person. And in this game, we are going to create a playlist of nine songs that are the soundtrack of your life. So I'm going to give you okay. a prompt and you're going to give me a song that fits that prompt. Okay. Okay. So first off, a song that reminds you of the best concert you've been to. Aura. Okay. Aura All right. from Lady Gaga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A song that reminds you of your first love. It's in a very jar of hearts, yeah. <laughs> Why that? It's one of those songs that stuck with me for a very long time as well. But yeah, good song. Good song choice. Yeah, thank you. Um, a song that helps you decompress. Okay, uh, a song that makes me relax. Um, it is weird to say, but I was like an emo kid when I was younger. So my... Chemical Romance, Black Parade. <laughs> okay, I'm here for that. I love that answer. Um, a song that reminds you of Pride. Uh, because it was us, Pride, I would say Rain on Me. Yep, love that. A song you sing in the shower. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Honestly, same. It's really bad. I, I, I think yeah. people are mad at me at that one. Yeah. Uh, a song that re- a song that reminds you of your best friend. Rain on me too, because we okay. perform it together. Love that. Yeah. A song that gets you in the mood to party. I love Yalipa. 
I love Lalita. I would say levitating is kind of mm-hmm. the vibe that I want to start dancing with. Yeah. A song from your favorite movie. We don't talk about it. <laughs> love it. And then finally, <laughs> a song that made you who you are. Wow. That is very profound. <laughs> song that made me who I am. I would say by flop, not something made me who I am. I think something from Lady Gaga, like Born This Way or Judas yeah. or something like that. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. I'm Judas, but it's just like <laughs> kind of that album. Yeah. That album was important yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that is like being proud of being gay. It's just like yeah. go ahead and cream it. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Canada's Drag Race two a little bit. I got some questions Ooh. for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it like to enter the workroom for the first time? It was so hot. Not because it was sexy, but it was like so damn hot. Really? Have, yeah, they didn't have AC that day. And it was like this, like two, three days of the month of May that it decided that it was going to be like 35 degrees outside. So mm-hmm. I was the whole, I was with my breastplate and my corset and everything and just so hot. And I was like, okay, you have to look fierce. You have to concentrate on being yourself. And it was just, when I came in, it, it, I forgot that it was sweating my whole life and he was just like oh this is happening and the colors are so pretty pink I it was incredible and at the same time like I was killing myself sweating my life and just thinking I hope that they're gonna put a filter on <laughs> because this makeup <laughs> is not the best one that I've had <laughs> it's so crazy that you, that you said it's hot because we've we've definitely seen workrooms where people are coming in with jackets and layers and layers because it's so cold because it's it's a tv studio um yeah. wow no ac for drag queens that's rude that was so a little hint behind the scenes at one point there was one one of the girls that didn't feel good at all so we have we had to stop filming mm-hmm. because she was like i cannot see right now yeah. because of the heat and you know that's the kind of things that i miss seeing on tv sometimes mm-hmm. that 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 would have made good tv and it's not Absolutely. like you're you're not showing a, a bad side of anyone it's just like a crunchy something you know yeah it's reality yeah it's reality <laughs> it's not just like what's your trauma my trauma exactly. right now is being too hot <laughs> was there anyone that you had known or knew of when you walked in the room i knew of uh, Gia, I was following her already. Mm-hmm. I knew of Suki because I asked her to do one of my outfits and she was like, oh no, I have a family thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Pithia, I, I know her because she she was like super new in, in the community, in the Montreal mm-hmm. community when I, I first heard about her. She did this uh, baby drag concept and I think she won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeing her there I was like okay yeah I, I follow her her looks were incredible and I was like she's gonna be a good competition I've never seen her perform mm-hmm. live so I didn't know what to expect other than the looks of her yeah now when it comes to the main judges did you have any favorites also where is Amanda Bruegel this season no one told us that she wasn't going to be a part of it she's MIA 
I know. It's like uh, it's like safety on season one. Literally, like, we don't talk about safety, and that's it. <laughs> just like exactly. she she didn't she never existed. And first episode, I was like, okay, yeah, we, we yeah we have Tracy. She's beautiful. Then second episode, Amanda. Okay, maybe on the third episode we're gonna have Stacy. No, nowhere to be seen. And like we could not Google what happened or anything. Right, of course we not. Later, but nobody told us what what happened. And but I have to say that my favorite is Brad. Of course, of course. Because I saw him shirtless in the backstage. Oh, <laughs> ah, lucky you! I was like, oh, I was Daddy Brad. This. Yeah, hi, Daddy. You had some iconic runways throughout the season. What were some of your favorites? And what was your process working with your designers to come up with the concepts? Because they really were so unique. Thank you. Um, so we had around four or five weeks to uh, create the whole mm. thing. And the first week, I really did anything but think of my concepts. Um, my best friend came home and we were, my partner, my best friend and I we were thinking about concepts, what we were going to do. Mm. Uh, with everything and I contacted all the designers that I wanted to work with and uh, there was one or two that I was like okay I have this idea Um, I don't know how to create it or I don't have an idea at all of what I'm doing Um, example my ugliest sin (laughs) I was like how am I gonna be like what's the ugliest that I can be and then he just drew something He, he sent it to me and I was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. But most of it, most of all of them, I was like, okay, I have this idea. I have this um, designer. I have this illustration. All the illustrators that I um, based my outfits on, I contacted them and I was like, hey, I really like this design. I would turn it as uh, something from myself. But of course, I'm going to credit to you. Uh, I paid when I, it was needed to be paid. And it was just important to not copy something from someone and not sure. tell them. So, yeah, it was a lot of inspiration. It was a lot of things. Uh, short night of sleep. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just how are we going to make this happen during COVID when everything is shutting down? All the fabric stores we went, we run after all the fabric owners and we're like okay if you close give me your car please i'm gonna call you and please open the back door or something like that yeah. <laughs> because i need the tissues uh, not the tissues the, the fabric <laughs> yeah, so, it, yeah it yeah. must have been so hard to deal with the covid restrictions and everything um not being accessible for what you actually needed to make this show happen but you all did an incredible job so you have to be commended there thank you and so we paid so much so much for shipping mm-hmm. from around the world it was crazy like like i think one third of what i paid was just shipping just mm-hmm. it was so yeah. hard but that's i think a lot of new york queens uh take for granted how lucky we are to have the garment district in new york city um mm-hmm. have four or five streets full of fabric shops uh it's not oh, yeah. as easy for everyone else yeah, um, in LA they told me to go to what's the name again? The, I'm not like, sure. This this street, but full of fabrics that we don't find any anywhere. Oh, I don't know. And I, I yeah, I, I couldn't go, but I haven't. I've never been 
I've never gone shopping to uh, New York for fabric. Oh, you'll ha- you'll have to go, and we'll we'll point you to the right direction. Um, yes, spandex please. world is everyone's favorite. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> basically, all love they sell spandex. is four way four way spandex, and and oh my god, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Now, love and hate doing it though. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, I think I told you at Dragkind, um, and everyone believes it, but for my top ten of the year, I had your uh, Good Girl Gone Bad look as one of the top oh. ten throughout any of the seasons of the year. Thank um, you. Where, where did that concept come from? Because it was so smart. Thank you so much. So um, there, I had seen one illustration that I, was, I felt that it was so well done by uh, their name on Instagram is Art Zevedo, an mm-hmm. illustrator. And it was kind of a Marie Antoinette with the plate and everything. Uh, but like the concept was there. But the green thing was, uh, it was green and like purple mm-hmm. and all that. And I was like, oh, what better than, it was li- really like taking a chance because I didn't know if they were take, they would take that as gone bad. But for me, mm-hmm. it was like gone bad. Like Marie Antoinette did literally Absolutely. go from uh, a queen, uh, not a queen, sorry, a uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. Was she the queen? Yes, she was. I think queen. I think she was a queen. Yeah, I'm not great think, with history, but I think she was of yeah, some sort. Sorry. Yeah, she was. She went from being like this fabulous queen to just spending everything on luxury, and mm-hmm. literally the the people were seeing her like bad because she yeah. turned bad, and she, her they cut her hair because yeah. of that, and what better than being bad than being dead? <laughs> yeah, no, so it like, was okay, brilliant. This all makes sense. Um, I don't want to make it too gore um, mm-hmm. because I think that I ha- I still have to pay respect for the history of the character. Absolutely. So I went in a very uh, let me cake vibe and just uh, contacted, of course, the illustrator. And he was like, when I sent him the picture of the look, he was like, what? like yeah. you turned this look you made it yourself and you made me an illustration too so it was a beautiful a beautiful collab that's amazing so the under the big top rusical was one of the rare live singing rusicals oh my there's God. a reason why we don't do them many, that often <laughs> did you find it to be a challenge it was i <laughs> i love musicals but i hate clowns <laughs> and okay. I had never, I had never felt uh, sung live, and mm-hmm. I had never uh, rapped because mm-hmm. it was definitely a rap. But the thing is that working as an artistic director, because I was booking the queens and kings for five years in Quebec City, I've and I love casting. Yeah. So when we were looking for the characters, I was like, oh yes, anyway, I totally see you. I I see you. Uh, uh, Pythia, uh, this one I see you. Some of them were kind of not that evident. So I was putting everyone else before me, which mm-hmm. in a competition you shouldn't. Right. And I ended up with the last character that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I tried to tell it, but it was like we were a group, we were depending on each other. <laughs> um, it didn't happen too well for the three of us. But right. I, if I, I guess that if we were solo, it would have been so much better. 
because yeah, the songs and, were great. Right. And I think that's with the history of Drag Race, because I, I, I'm i starting to call myself a Drag Race historian because I watch and yeah, review please. them all. Yeah. But like, <laughs> there, when there are collaborative group parts in these mm-hmm. musicals, they seem to be the ones that cause the most trouble for the queens. Yeah, um, because, because we have the same time. Exactly. And you, you're thrown together and you have to be in sync and you're like, uh, but I have to watch the other two and, and make sure we're all together. And especially while the fans gag that you're called Bing Bang Bong because everyone loves UK Hun, mm-hmm. it, it just, it didn't, it didn't, the writing was bad. I will say it. The writing was bad. Um, and it oh, did not God. help the three of you. Also being, it's in English and it's not the three of yours first language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was that was bad. That was bad. Some lyrics were not said. Some lyrics were just changed completely. I think I got them. Some of them I missed them, but it was just such a mess. And I was yeah. I was trying to stay in character, and just in my head I was like, this is not going well. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was definitely a hard challenge, but. I think that was, as far as story arc for um, a lot of you, it was important to see a little bit of struggle because no one wants to see a season where everyone's doing perfect. It was, it yeah. was, it was good to see a little bit of okay. There's yeah. a little bit of a problem, but yeah, overall, I, I think I, it was interesting. Yeah. I <laughs> I tried to avoid that part yeah, <laughs> and then just jump into the next group. <laughs> well, let, let's let's discuss the next big challenge and your big win um, in Screech when you played. Blood and Goreski, um, you mm. truly dove into that part and it had so much fun. What was the secret yeah. to getting the week's win? Um, it, was, it was definitely a week that I felt that I was going to be strong in because mm-hmm. even if English is not my first language, I love acting. I love playing roles. Yeah. Um, I just had, when I read the, the script, I was like, oh, I have, I can imagine this character like this. I know yeah. that I have to be like Brad kind of, but it's still a horror movie and mm-hmm. it's still a comedy challenge too. So I was like, I'm just going to turn it into a kind of Rocky Horror Picture character, yeah, like super queer and just have fun with it. And it, I, I really had fun, but everyone was good. So when they said that I was in the top, I was like, oh, Oh, yeah, that's a good surprise. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was so fun because you were so campy. You're like, I'm just going to it's going to be silly and stupid and you're going to love me. And and they truly did. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard Brooklyn laugh and I was like, oh, wow. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) That's important. Now, guest judges, did you have any favorites? Anyone who came through that you were like, oh, my God, I love that person. I mean, Gigi is hard to talk. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's perfect. I was walking yeah. the runway and I was like just looking at her. She was golden. She was like this beautiful mermaid coming out from somewhere, and I was just like so mesmerized by by her yeah. beauty that I was like, I cannot believe that I'm in front of her, looking like I I look good, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have I have to say that I have a big, big, big crush on Connor Jessup, like big crush oh, yeah. on him. Yeah, um, so same. that was really cool to see him on there. Um, same. I was just like, what? what is this makeup? 
well, yeah, that, that was that was a thing. That was a problem. Um, and yeah, but listeners, it's, Lock and Key, it's final season right now. Go watch it. It's very good. I watched the. I binged yeah, it today. Oh, okay. I have to. I started this time. I, I go a fun show. Yeah, I go one one series. I try to go one series and then end and then go to another mm-hmm. one because otherwise yeah. I just get lost. But the Sandman right now, I'm really enjoying it. I enjoyed it. I, I did. Uh, that was another binge I did recently. It's really cool. It's it's different. I So that's, I have a, like a, a goth kind of, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I told you I was an emo when I was younger. So I, I think that I, there's a little something like that in me. Yeah, still. absolutely. So, and yes, aesthetics of the show is just so beautiful and so dark and gore mm-hmm. but well done just love it yeah very very good series all right well while it might have been your untimely exit one of the most beautiful episodes was the prom makeover challenge because it brought these kids to you to get their own prom what was it mm-hmm. like to work with friday and transform them into belladonna it was touching it was so much touching to see that so many years have passed since I was in high school and mm-hmm. now there's some people like Friday and all of the other kids that are making changes like that we can see uh, in high school for people that are looking for themselves, uh, looking for who they are and just working with them. They were like, okay, how can I help you? How she, <laughs> they they made their own pads because I, of course, I didn't bring two pair of pads. And they were like, I want to, I want to have the body, yadi, yadi. So we were like working all around, uh, yeah. making their body look the best that we could. And just, uh, they had this prom fantasy that I tried to develop and the hair, I tried to keep it natural, but um, make, still make it drag. So they, they looked like mm-hmm. they were going to their prom and, just to see their faces in the mirror when they saw the, the makeup for the first time, it was like seeing, you know, the videos when, <laughs> when a kid that's been waiting for a dog their, their whole life yeah. gets the dog. It was like that. It was just yeah. like stars in their eyes. So just so beautiful that when I got eliminated, I was like, I'm not even sad. I'm yeah. just so glad that I went home on one of the most beautiful episodes that we've seen on the franchise, I feel. Absolutely. And, and so, and that I got to give them uh, a prom that they didn't get to have because of COVID. Yeah, it was it was a really one of the best makeover challenges um, because all five of you did brilliant, and it it was hard. It was hard to want to eliminate anyone because no one did poorly. Like it was literally grasping at straws at that point. Um, now yeah. I know you did a photo shoot with Bella Donna after the season. Um, have yes. you kept in touch? Uh, a little bit. I'm not the best of keeping in touch with people. I don't know why. If, if, You're busy. Yeah, yeah. If I'm always open to people to talk to me, and I I never yeah. ghost anyone or anything. It's just yeah. We sometimes we talk and we reply to uh, our stories and stuff like that. So yeah, it's I love that. I I can wait to see them again. Yeah. So you placed fifth and joined a list of some of the fan favorite legends known as the Rob Goddesses, including Angina, Pandora Box, Katya, Ms. Cracker, Bendela Cram, Livia Lux, Jackie Cox, and Lemon. Oh my God. What is it like to be a part of that list? Um, iconic. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're iconic. It's like we're in the perfect place for people to miss me mm-hmm. or people to hate me if they wanted to. It's just like I feel that we're so close to the finale that uh, people are disappointed, but still right. they understand and they just want to see more of us. So it's an honor to be a, a four, fourth runner up. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, post show, you've had the great opportunity to travel and meet the fans at DragCon and tour with your season two sisters on the Voss Events tour. What yeah. is it like to be able to interact with the fandom and share the joy that comes after the show? A lot of them, I see myself in a lot of them being like fangirling for, <laughs> for drag. And now being on the other side, it's like, hey, we still just people that were yeah. working and creating for you. And it is a pleasure to be there for you. And it's so good to see how we inspire them. And just now I understand both sides, how sometimes fans can be a little bit too much, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the same time, how much love they have for us. Yeah, The ones that are, are healthy, of course. The of course. healthy fans, not the... Yeah, there's <laughs> the crazy ones. Absolutely. Now, yeah. the season two tour, um, I got to see some incredible videos. Um, you looked incredible. Your number was Thank so you. much fun. What was it like to be able to do drag on a stage of that magnitude? I would do it the whole year. I would do like one of the work the world tours, but they yeah. just don't stop. Mm-hmm. That, that would be my dream. Just just like the, the roar of the crowd is such... Like, it's all this energy coming in me. <laughs> and it feels so good. I would, I would do that all the time. Even if it can be exhausting, it is just, it, it was like a dream coming true. Yeah. And I said it on the mic and I was like, I cannot believe that I'm doing this right now. And I can wait to see what the future holds for me because this is just one of many, I hope, that I'm going to do. Absolutely. I, I, I think it definitely is one of many now. You kind of alluded to it earlier that you would, if opportunity came, do an all-star season of some sort. Um, yeah. I'm going. I'm not going to get you in trouble. I'm going to pitch it. It's going to come out of my mouth. Okay. I am going to pitch Espana okay. versus the world. Okay, that's my dream. <laughs> and this is the, my dream cast. Okay, Adriana, uh-huh. Alyssa Hunter, mm-hmm. Arancha oh, Castilla yeah. La Mancha, uh-huh. Teresa May, Extra- oh Extravaganza. Yeah, obviously Lily the banana, um, mm-hmm. Jessica Wilde, Sagittaria, Sugar Kane, and Venedita Von Dash. That's my dream cast. So oh listeners, let's tell casting. That's that's the, that's the show. That would be oh my god! That would be like blood would come right? out of this. Yeah, <laughs> because there are so many Spanish-speaking drag artists that have come through the franchise that Espana vs. the world would be epic. Yeah, that, that, yes, oh my God. Hosted and, by um, Supreme Deluxe, who's brilliant. And you want drama, mm-hmm, what's better? Mm-hmm. Than exactly. Put together. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yes, it's very, uh, that's my dream cast. Obviously, um, exciting news, uh, Drag Race Mexico is happening. Um, yes. At the same time, they announced they're doing Drag Race Brazil, Drag Race Germany. Is there ever going to be enough Drag Race? No. Or is there going to be too much Drag Race? No, I, I, I think that we've seen a lot from the U.S. Uh, and I love seeing all the drags from the U.S. and all that. Um, but there's so much more around the world that I'm mm-hmm. so glad that we're doing this. 
and that the Olymp the Olympics are going to be the real Olympics of drag and not yeah. just like have three countries, let's say, battling each other, mm -hmm. um, but just like people from around the world. Absolutely. And showcase it to, yeah, because there's so many talents. Like Drag Race France was so good. I so good. loved it. Yeah, I loved um, it. I'm obsessed I, I... with Cam. I, I, Cam, Cam is amazing. I, uh, shocking eliminations, very, very surprised because she was my winner pick preseason. I was like, how did you not get, how do you not give it to Cam? But yeah, I fell in love with Paloma. Absolutely oh, yes. fell in love with her. So talented. Like, mm -hmm. she's very, very versatile. Very, mm -hmm. very versatile. She can do whatever she, she wants. And I'm so glad that she won. I am, I am so pleasantly surprised. Because um, I thought <laughs> it was going to be Le Grand Dom. Like, the way the season was yeah. setting up, I was like, it's going to be Le Grand Dom. Watching that final episode, it was like, okay, you're showing us um, Paloma doing poorly. And then she wins. It's like, this is happy. I'm Editors, you got one on yeah. me. I was very happy. Yeah. And that look, oh, I mm. love that red look. Yes. I, Gorgeous. I love, yeah. I, I love the, the French queens. I can't wait for season two. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Now, Drag Race has gone mainstream and played a huge part in the local drag scene all over the world. Uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge to those in the local drag scene when drag race is put into their world? Um, there's a lot of pressure of how you, there's a lot of pressure of how people, how queens and kings expect, no, 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 let me start again. There's a lot of pressure that uh, local artists put on their, themselves because uh, these people that went on a TV show, they're doing incredible, expensive looks. And that I feel that they're not paid enough yet mm -hmm. to be able to afford a look like they see on TV. Right. But still, it's like a good and a bad thing. It's good because you push yourself to be better every day mm -hmm. but at the same time you like just want to do your finances please and yeah. don't make yourself in debt like I did <laughs> why does representation matter it's hard to explain when you um don't live it because I sure. was like oh representation is important and all that and then um just sing like Shakira. I was like, okay, Shakira, she's good, she's good, mm -hmm. she sings, and you know, I'm not like her, right. so I don't feel like she's Colombian, but I don't feel represented by her. Um, but then just like seeing the movie Encanto again, and seeing that my culture is put there for everyone in the world to to see it and to to want to come and and all that and to see some someone that's like a fictional character that kind of talks like me kind of looks yeah. like me or people that i met it just makes it a whole different relationship with what you're watching that it's it is so special and i just hope that all the countries can be represented somewhere someday yeah, absolutely <laughs> Well, we're going to play everyone's favorite game. It is tea time where you're going to get to spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters, friends, people you've been in a cast with, people from pre-drag race. Bring the tea, yes. 
Or you can just make it a gush test and say you love them all, but we'll find out. Let's okay, see. Okay, perfect. And let's start yeah. off with Isis Couture. She is such a resting bitch face, but she is the sweetest. She's just so caring and so like easygoing. It's not like looking for any drama or anything. Just and this she make she can make whatever she wants with mm-hmm. her talent because she is an amazing seamstress and incredible imagination and such a queen, such a queen, oh my God. Next up, Pythia. Pythia, I want my makeup to look as filtered as hers looks <laughs> because it, like she was doing the makeup next to me and it took her like less than an hour. And she was like, I'm done. Oh, I'm looking good tonight. <laughs> tonight. And I was, I was like, what the fuck? How, like, just rubbing my eyes and your face looks just so perfect right now. How do I do this? Like, you have more beard than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, she does. Yeah, but so creative, crazy, creative, love her. Mm-hmm. Next up, Geometric. She actually my curly. I love, uh, it is hard to explain the feelings that I have because she's like a sister, but out of that, like she's hottie. So like, mm. ooh, mixed feelings. <laughs> and no, I, I love performing with her. I've, I'm, I've been lucky to perform with her a couple of times. And every time it's just like, there's no being like months without seeing each other. And yeah, I just love her. Next up, Cynthia Kiss. So beautiful. So talented. So funny. Mm-hmm. Like, so naturally funny. I, she is, like, she looks basic. <laughs> like, she describes herself. Yeah. But she is more than what you can expect for a yeah. surprise. Yeah, she's very, very beautiful. Yeah. Kendall Gender. Hottie, 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 hottie. Um, hottie. <laughs> no, and we have to do it together one day. It's, yeah. We're, we're going for the pop star kind of vibe. So mm-hmm. a, a, collab, a collab would be amazing. There it is. How about Suki Doll? I really enjoy what she does. She's a very nice seamstress and super polished. Looking expensive, mm-hmm. looking like luxury. Next, we have Ocean Aqua Black. Ocean, she is so crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand half of the things that she tells me. I'm just like, what yeah. the fuck are you saying? It's <laughs> sometimes it's like, oh, I'm talking about this goat. And I'm like, ah. oh, yeah, you don't see it. You, you don't see the leprechaun walking in front of the of the car and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to give her credit. She had a very good um, drag con booth as well. You put four beautiful twinks there. I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is Kiara. She's my drag sister, actually. So I, I love her. She's so beautiful. Um, the youngest of the of the franchise, I think, of Canada's Drag Race. I think so. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, and I just lost the. She had a, a like season one didn't come out 
in the best of COVID. And now mm-hmm. I'm so glad that they're finally having what they deserve. Yeah. I, and yeah, we see each other very, like a couple of times and I always have fun with her. Next up, Lady Boom Boom. My favorite drug ever. Ever? Yeah, ever. Personality, look, how stupid and funny she is. She is the whole package. She's very good. She was great television. Next up, Priyanka. Gold. Fucking gold. Like, Mm -hmm. her career is what, I mean, I, I am... I'm I'm not even jealous. I just like I am, but at the same time I'm so happy that she's doing so well. Like yeah. that is one of my dreams to be like that big like she is right now. It's like keep going. Keep just yeah. I mean, like that. talk about representation. She's showing that drag artists can be pop stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's huge. she's becoming one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, Brooklyn Heights. Oh my god. She's her mama, mm-hmm. and she is, I see her like a woman from the high society, but at the same time, she can, she can be like such a, like, she's always so posed, and you, you can see that she did ballet, and mm-hmm. like very, very well presented, but at the same time, she can be such a, like a, a little dog kind of yeah that is the best of both words next up we got nikki doll nikki oh i i met her only when she came to montreal and i told her she's my oh sorry Brooklyn, my favorite host right now (laughs) (laughs) but her fashion i mean brooklyn and nikki have such an incredible but different fashion uh Nikki's always just bringing it every week. Mm-hmm. It was like, how can you look better every yeah. time? And she just did it. Absolutely. Next up, Scarlet Envy. Uh, the first time that we talked was for episode one of Fashion Photo Review. And at the, at the beginning, you know, when you meet someone and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it kind of clicked right after. It was like in the morning and all that so first episode i was like okay this is not the best the the best one but then all the other episodes were just like chatting it was, it was just yeah. like having a drink an alcohol drink and just having fun together she i can't wait to meet her in person and like really have you, you fun didn't get to, you, didn't, you didn't get to meet at dragon i'm sure it was busy busy time i didn't was she was there yeah she was there there were so many people, and yeah, you think... were you two were on like opposite sides of the um, floor, so it's it's pro- that's okay. probably why. She was actually yeah. she was actually next to Nikki, or two oh. away from Nikki. Were they hiding? Maybe like, it's possible. I think I think it was Nikki, uh, Sugar, and then Scarlet. I think that's what the order was. Okay, maybe because some of them were like behind some. There were a lot of people who were we, behind things that yeah. we we couldn't see, and that was kind of shady. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, people are already paying a lot to come yes. see us. And that's kind of just, I'm going to save the other comments, but I just feel mm-hmm. that. No, I, I, I know. I hear yeah. you. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, Viola Von Venom. 
my drug daughter. She, I love how she's become herself now. Mm-hmm. She is happy with her transition. She is uh, happy with a new partner now, and just doing so great that I love how how I could assist to the whole like transformation and mm-hmm. just the whole process of becoming who you who you've always been that you are but you like you're finally being freed of that pretending to kind of fit in like a mold and now she's just like hey this is me um this like beautiful gorgeous woman and i'm proud of being bring her i love that next up marla dear marla she is the best old woman that i've seen other than jinx Jinx was a good old woman too, but she every time every time that I see her see her play like the Golden Girls or something like that, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. is just so good, very theatrical, and such yeah, it's she's a very nice person to work with. How about Bambi Dextrous? Bambi, um, out of drag, sexy, in drag, sexy. <laughs> no, the uh, very talented too. Uh, very theatrical. I love how expressive they are and how well they are. Sepa. I mean, the perfect cast. Mm-hmm. Narcissa Wolf. Yes. Narcissa is a witch, like a little, little, little witch. Like she's doing, I'm sure she's doing like bonfires for summer solstice and stuff like that. <laughs> but I love her energy. She is, um, she is very dark, but at the same time, like very sexy. So mm-hmm. I love that gothic kind of vibe. Love that. And finally, Scarlet Paris Evans. She's my best friend, my sister, the one that I I perform uh, Rain on Me with. Mm-hmm. She has she helped me a lot with all the drag race um, process. Uh, coming out with concepts and uh, finding designers. She looks so good all the time. She loves uh, working with good designers. She invests a lot in her drive. And yeah, such a good performer. I love that. I have some fan corner questions for you. Are you ready? Oh, yes, I am. All right. This is a question from Mon Juan CA. Have you performed in Colombia yet? Mm, no. I haven't. I haven't performed in Colombia yet. It just hasn't worked. We've tried a couple of times, but it just, I... It'll happen. It's, it's very, yeah, it'll happen. I have very high hopes that I'm going to produce something in Colombia and that people come see me and one day. Amanda Masker wants to know, who are some of your favorite Colombian drag artists? Okay. La Señora. Mm-hmm. La Senora, she, I didn't, so when I left Colombia, I, I wasn't going out, so I didn't get to meet a lot of, I, I actually didn't know about drag when I was in Colombia. So uh, when I moved to Canada, that's when I started to, uh, to know some, some of the kings mm-hmm. uh, because of drag race, actually, because uh, when I go to Colombia, I just go see my family. I don't really go out or, or anything, but they are producing some so, so some big shows and they're 
like they're dancers and they have their own backup backup dancers. They have like this huge um, stage and all that. Amanda also wants to know, what do you miss the most from home that you cannot find in Canada? Bandeja paisa. That's my favorite meal. Um, It sounds very random, but it's like beans and egg and maybe two eggs. Uh, mm-hmm. chicharron yeah, chicharron is like pork uh, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. rice and uh, ground meat and arepas and it's just the best meal of Colombia other than ajiaco too ajiaco is this soup that we can see mm-hmm. in Encanto and uh, like potato and guascas and mm, the food is so good yeah, I, so I went to Disney World in May and they had the Flower and Garden Festival. So they had like a little pop-up um, Encanto-inspired booth. And of course oh. they had arepas. Um, I'm oh. sure they're not as authentic as you get them in Colombia. Yeah, arepas rellenas are the best. Arepas rellenas is like filled arepas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they open it and they put like either chicken or ground beef or like, oh, so good. I'm so hungry now. <laughs> Russell Zacker wants to know, do you speak French or Portuguese? I speak French. Very fluent French. I do not speak Portuguese. I wish I did. Start learning uh, from Drag Race Brazil. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. I will. I will start. Uh, Lauren Michelle Gold would like to know, mm-hmm. would the Brat Pack let you into their club? I don't know. I, I would be good. But it's just like girl groups are better, like, you know, like an even number. That's fair. That's <laughs> so true. That's I understand. True. I don't, I understand that I cannot be part of it. But if one day, if someone breaks their legs <laughs> with some unknown <laughs> reason, I'm here for it. <laughs> and Lauren would also like to know, what was your favorite moment of the show that we did see air? And what was your favorite moment that we did not see air? Obviously, whatever you're allowed to say. Okay. Um, my favorite moment was <laughs> being on stage with that plate, even if it wasn't mm-hmm. comfortable at all, and being told that I won that challenge. It was just like, what the fuck? I won a drug with challenge. That felt surreal. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, now I have to it pushes me up but at the same time it's like finally people are going to see me because i'm not the loudest and now yeah. I, like people can see me now and see me as a threat maybe but my least favorite was definitely the heat from the first episode mm-hmm. that was not what i was expecting jumping into that pool that smelled like <laughs> sweat of yeah. queens that have been in drag the whole day that did their makeup like at 4 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. and just like jumping. It was humid when you yeah. jumped in that pool and I was like, oh, take me out of here. I could smell like everyone's panties and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. And this is a question from New York's own Hanukkah Lewinsky. Ooh. Her question is, if any drag bar in your hometown could sell food, which bar would it be? It actually does already. There it is. See, New York, that's not a thing. We do not have food in our bars. 
what so that's what th one thing that let a lot of bars here survive the covid wave mm -hmm. it's that they closed the bars for like years for like almost the whole two years yeah. and but restaurants were allowed so a lot of bars uh, open a kitchen a kitchen mm -hmm. so that they could become a restaurant oh, nice and that's why now we can eat on weekends at Le Drag and it's a very nice food. Like, What's yeah, the best thing the on the menu? Uh, it changes all the time. That's, that's one thing. Nice, it's nice. like an evolutive menu that they call something like that. <laughs> I love that. Well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question and it can be about literally anything you would like it to be. Um, and I don't know who's your next guest. Nope, you don't get to know. Okay. Um, what was your favorite part of this interview? <laughs> All right, I'll ask them. We love to expand the community here on Block Talk. Who would you like to, me to interview in the future? Um, okay. Have you interviewed Plastic? I haven't. I would love. All right, I I'm gonna try that. that. That'd be that'd be Please. fun. Yeah, the Brat Pack. The, when I had the Brat Pack on, they're like in Oprah. I was like, sure, oh, I'll try to get Oprah. Yeah, and they're like, no, yeah, Brooklyn I mean, Heights. I was like, okay, maybe maybe Brooklyn would do it. But um, yeah. plastic uh, would be good. I mean, you can try. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, they're like maybe yeah. RuPaul. I was like, I think I have a better shot interviewing Oprah than I do RuPaul. Oprah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can we find you on social media? Um, any payment apps or merch locations um, and any more projects you want to plug? Yes. So you can find me, of course, on Instagram at Adriana the Bombshell. TikTok too. I don't do a lot of them, but I'm still working at it. It's uh, Adriana the Bombshell too. And what else? Twitter, the Bomb Adriana. And that's about it. And of course, Go if you're in, around Quebec City, come to my show on September 1st for uh, Encantadic because I cannot call it Encanto because <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> and just watch if I'm coming to a city near you with this beautiful show that I'm working on. Amazing. Well, Adriana, thank you so much for coming on. It has been an honor. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. The biggest thanks to Adriana for coming on. Subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm -hmm.